In the shadows of its halls, whispering of a haunted past lingers, echoing through time. The chilling mysteries concealed within these ancient walls, where each creaking floorboard and flickering light serves as a warning of the supernatural forces that lie in wait. Where the line between the past and present blur, and the secrets of the past refuse to stay buried. Dancing women, lurking men, and one friendly feline wait to greet you at the Amos J. Blake House Museum. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small, there we go, small town America, what in the world, <laughs> no. one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I can only hear out of, oh, both ears? Nope. Both ears, no. Both ears? Yes. Both ears. Uh, <laughs> this we'll is see a us problem. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely us, not you. Oh my God. Hi guys, I don't have a stutter or some kind of tick. Uh, it's Megan. <laughs> oh. Because I said both ears, both ears. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think I said I'm Kelsey. I don't know. You know who we are by this point. So Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so we, uh, I don't know how much like banter there's going to be. We're on a time crunch today, so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have much time after this, so yeah. we got to do it. Yeah, so I think to everyone's surprise and maybe delight, there's not going to be a ton of banter. Like mm-hmm. not a lot of, if we can help it, not a lot of... um. God willing, you know, sidetrack <laughs> thing. What in the world? Just um, like segways, segways, thoughts, interruptions, whatever. interruptions. I can't even think of the words. <laughs> Tangents. My God, we have a oh, whole, you know, episode. list of episodes dedicated to that word, and I couldn't think of it. That's so correct. Anyway, so let's just get to it. My God, it feels weird. Yeah. Uh, so this week we are in New Hampshire. Wow, wow. We discussed that already. And specifically, we are in Fitzwilliam Town. Fitzwilliam Town? That's what it says. You know, I'll be honest. I had no idea what town this was in. So when I saw that name, I said, <coughs> who is she? <laughs> well, Fitzwilliam is where we are at. And we are going back to the small town route, small town America. Excellent. Uh, so I will say... It's, I don't know if it's just small enough. Like, I don't know if they pick and choose how this happens, but these are actually 2022 uh, Stat- statistics. Okay. And it said specifically that this one update, the census for this town updates every five years. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so, I know. It's as just, good as it's going to get. Yeah, uh, there were some things I did have to find for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, World Population Review just didn't have it. So, I just did uh, censusreporter.gov. Okay. So, for Fitzwilliamtown is in Cheshire County in New Hampshire. Wow. Uh, the population is only 2,287, so she's small. Nice, nice. It's about 34.6 square miles with only about 66 people per square I'll say, mile. i that's a good amount of space for no, them. 66 people per square mile, and that's just the way we like it. Wow. Honestly. Row. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Row. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anywho, this was set up a little differently, so I just tried to, like, pick out the normal stuff that we talk about. Uh She's old. The median age is 51.6. We're retiring here, I guess. Oh, yeah, with, uh, 53% being male and 47% being female, which for some reason I think is, like, a little different. Yeah. It's a little skewed. A little bit. Um, I couldn't find ages on the binary, though, so what we know they're old right um it's also very white 
it's 96% white, 2% two or more, uh, hello, 2% two or more races, races yes, <laughs> uh, 2% Hispanic specifically, and then 1% Asian, and okay. then really nothing else to note. Okay. Uh, the per capita income, so per person average is, and it's weird because it does have like give or takes, like plus or minus. Yeah. Uh, the per capita income is 48,607. And, and it says give or take 6,722. Okay. So. Um, per person though, <laughs> not household income. No, the household income it says is. The median is eighty five thousand seven thirty three, give or take nineteen thousand. Okay, <laughs> which I'm like, it's like doing taxes. I we guess. just talked about this. Like but I don't know, just if it's close enough. But if you get it wrong, you go to jail. You have to guess. But if you're wrong, we know the number. We're not going to tell you the number. We're going to make you guess the number. And if you're wrong, you're in trouble. And we're still not going to tell you that number. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Nine point four percent poverty rate. Okay. So, I mean, on the lower side. Yeah. Uh, there was something, we never talk about this, but I was just like scrolling through um, and saw this and I said, come again, mm-hmm. because it talks about fertility rates. Yeah. It's already kind of icky. They're um, they're scraping uteruses and seeing how fertile we all are. No, know? no. It's talking about like how many women gave birth okay. in the time being. I mean also scraping uteruses so so what i don't like is it says 7.9 percent of women gave birth during the past year they're old i would hope no one in their 50s is old or the gay the gay the gay the gap (laughs) in which it provides Mm -hmm. uh so every and honestly is it all of them whatever it doesn't matter point is it says specifically 7.9 percent of women between the ages of 15 and 50 gave birth during the past year now stop pause back up Uh women Uh women Uh 15 i don't know if that's just okay let me try to be let me try to spin it in there (laughs) i don't care saying like this is a census report i don't care because saying women between the ages of 15 and 50 sort of like takes away like we're saying that women 15 year olds are women no they're not you're trying to justify things now those are children Uh, i'm sorry the majority of the ages in that are women and but it is really odd that like if this is a uh a statistic they've been pulling for a long time and they've just always kept it in that age range because let's be honest, teen pregnancy is a thing. Um, God forbid something terrible happened. No, and a it's child a thing. Was- Jesus, you could go as far down as like 10 or 11 if you wanted to, if you wanted to take into account people of any age giving birth. But I just feel it's very icky when they're like women starting at age 15. They're not women. And I feel like that perpetuates a bigger problem. I don't know. I know... For statistical purposes, that's just the way that they're wording it, but it feels really gross. But I feel like you're also thinking of that being consensual. There could, and a town that small, God, I hope not, because I'm sure it's just a matter of it's these three guys to choose from. You know, that sort of thing. No, I know. So it's... uh, I just feel like it's weird for people who like very, very young people, and they're like, see, the census said that she was a woman. Like, eh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's picking it apart that. I but, did. That okay. was my immediate first thought. It's Will you be yucky. having a babby anytime soon? It's yucky. Me, 
personally no okay well then uh <laughs> anyway but it, it it does it lists that but it does say that like 61 percent it well it looks like all of the babies who were birthed were between the ages of 20 and 24 like oh. women between the ages of 20 and 24 okay so the list is counting women 15 to 50 yeah, but, but it's showing that only the women between 20 and 24 had kids that's the way it looks so it is a statistic that they've probably just had it i mean if the town is as old as you say it is mm-hmm. um well you said the people I are if the yeah, town I is said old, how old it is but she's we'll get there if but the she's town old. is old it wouldn't have been unlikely for very young girls i mean young girls to be having babies if they got like pop them out and start working on the farm or something you know i get it just gave me the ick is all i'm saying okay so they didn't include the 15 because they had someone who gave birth at the age of 15 it's just part of the count that they have that they've probably never updated in god knows how long i don't know but i just don't like it personally i just wanted to say that i think that's weird um, so these I had to branch out to find because this information was not really given, um, on this website. So it was the rent and the, and the, oh, you know, the house cost and uh-huh. such, uh, the average rent cost according to niche.com for 2024 is $1,118 a month. Okay. okay. It's on the high. It's actually on the lower side of national average. But right. It's high for us. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's high for us. Um, the median value of owner-occupied housing units, this is this is their 2022 numbers, uh, is 245800 give or take about 21000 Okay. But according to Realtor.com, quote, the median listing home price in Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire, uh, was... Three hundred eighty-four point five thousand in December of twenty twenty-three, trending up thirty point six percent year over year. Okay, well, so in the past, from yeah, so in a year, it went from two hundred forty-five eight, give or take, to three hundred eighty-four five, give or take. Yep, that's quite a bit. Um, but that's the housing market for you. <laughs> I know, like blessing and a curse, really. Yeah. I just it's a bad time all around for everybody. Yeah. So, and then I just wanted to make a little mental note of let's not forget New Hampshire's state motto, which I think I talked about after I came back from my honeymoon because we went near New Hampshire. We were in the in the East Coast, you know. Uh-huh. So I did see, we went through New Hampshire for about 10 minutes and also saw cars from New Hampshire. And do you know what their state motto is? Did I mention it? You may have, and I've forgotten. It is live free or die. Wow. Yeah, that's it. I put a little <laughs> heart with it. Like, cute. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Yeah, just live free or die. Just simply die. Uh, that reminds me of a car. Actually, it has nothing to do with this, but it was on a car and it was their license plate cover and it said, born to crap, forced to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had John take a picture of it because it was hilarious. Okay. Well, I just sent you a little picture because now I'm going to get, I don't know if you have your phone on you, but now I'm going to actually get I it. I do. You know how I've got to read my notes. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so um, that's all I have on like <clears throat> just oh, the town. general New Hampshire. Sorry, I'm doing like the annoying <clears throat> on my throat because <clears throat> I got, I've just talked all day at work and my throat I've is sat so in shy. silence and just, I've just, all I do is play Final Fantasy VII and Maddie has asked, she's like, what was that? Is that a car horn? I think. I uh, she was like, what are you going to do when you beat the game? Like when you're done with it? I was like, 
I, re- I don't know. Well, I could ask her the same thing. She's played Zelda just as long and she hasn't even beaten it yet. I at least beat Final Fantasy VII. Now I'm just trying to get like everything. The <laughs> They're so, bro, I can't even get into it right now. That's a tan. Then maybe they'll leave that for a tangent episode. But when I tell you, if you want a 100% Final Fantasy VII, I'm about, I just reached 103 hours in the game and I'm about 60% of the way through all the stuff. It's mm-hmm. wild. I will say, I cannot believe in the month of February, we have a fifth Thursday. Hmm? Yeah. February 1st was on a Thursday and February 29th is on a Thursday. Nice. February 29th is when I start my car payments on my new car that I got. By the way, I got a new car. The Kia Soul is no longer. I feel like for people that know me personally, the Kia Soul like was me. It was (laughs) red and black. It just like you see a car and you're like, that's that person's car. That was my car. Uh huh. But it was time to move on. So I have a new car and the new payment. It's weird because I know who bought the car and not because Kelsey sold it direct yeah I gave it to a dealership and they just so happened to sell it to mutuals yeah who don't even live in they don't even live in Terre Haute no and I messaged Kelsey I said hey what year was your Kia Soul and where did you sell it and she told me I said what are the odds I sent her a picture (laughs) and I mean we may come across those people so who knows um anyway yeah we have a fifth Thursday in February yeah yeah the 29th which like I said, that's when my payments start on this car. I'm like, <laughs> I'm really sad, but you <laughs> know it. what? Life goes on. I haven't had a car payment in like five years. What the heck? Oh, must be nice. Mm, any hoot. I so, haven't, ha- haven't not had a car payment in like the last eight years. So. Yuck. Uh, live free or die. Anyway, so, <laughs> so now we're going to talk about where we're actually at, which is the Amos J. Blake House Museum. Mm-hmm. And now, Megan, if you will check out your phone, I just simply sent you the photo that I took. Okay. Which this oh. came from the Fitz Historic dot, like the Fitz Museum's, good lord, the museum's website directly. Look, does nothing's that not look working. like... hold on. Nothing's working? Yeah, it's just like, it's downloading. Oh, well, for Pete's sake. If you have the Wi-Fi on, turn her off, because my Wi-Fi's been trash all day. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, when it does open, note the saturation. Note just the... The over-editing, please load. It looks like the cover of like a Goosebumps book. That's all. <laughs> Can you maybe try to show it to me? Wow. It's, but you have to really, you have to like really see it. So when it loads, just know something about it. I was just like, yeah. I know that there is some. It's just got a weird like <laughs> haze to it for whatever reason. You could have always added it to the board. I'm, the Trello board has been weird. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. I only have access like half the time, but anyway. It's not this picture, is it? Yeah. Okay, I loaded it to the board. Oh, did you really? Silly. <laughs> I cannot believe this. You sent me my own picture. Thanks. Man, if I would just, I don't know, read the stuff <laughs> yeah. you send us. I work so hard on this thing. I swear to God. Okay. Go on. I just said for some reason it reminds me of like a Goosebumps cover. It has just a slight like vibration to it. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Especially dun, looking dun, at... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yep. So anywho... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the information, I actually, I wanted to get the information from their website directly, but it's kind of, I don't want to say haphazard, but it was sort of hard to just find information on the house museum because it's like, here's all the stuff in the museum that's historical. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I do care, but I don't. Uh, so instead I'm getting my information from cityprofile.com. I did interesting on the Fitzwilliam museum house website thing, uh, I don't know why I found this odd, but they have like a board of, they have Directors. a board, like a chairman, vice chairman, treasurer, all that, secretary, whatever. Uh, and they take minutes just like any other group does. And you can see those minutes on their website and they do an annual meeting where they post those minutes and they just 
stopped in September of 2021 was the last time they took minutes. Dun, 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 I know. Dun, dun. And I'm like, so what? Because I looked and it was like every year before that. And I'm like, where did they go? And even in their minutes, they talked about how they had to not do, um, you know, a local festival because of coronavirus was Aww. just in full swing. And I'm like, you know what? I bet all these people are... The, the median age there is old. I'm like, I hope they all... The board of directors probably old is my guess. Yeah. So it was just like talking about the minutes and like what they plan on doing for the coming year. And then there was never any more minutes. Haunting. It just was a little eerie for no reason. Haunting. And it's weird to just see them type out exactly what the, these people are not like, I don't know. It's just weird to see because I've been a part of like sororities and fraternities and to see the minutes. I'm like, if we just posted those for people to see, they'd be like, what the heck? Because it's right. the, the most like random stuff. Anyway. CityProfile.com says the Amos J. Blake House Museum was built in 1837. That's old. mm -hmm, Next to the historic Fitzwilliam Inn. I realize I don't think I put when Fitzwilliam itself was founded, but it was founded in 1774. Oh. So she's an old woman. It's a, you know, New England state. Yeah, it's a New England state, so... Uh, yeah, she's old, old. I remember that just because I was like, it was before we were technically a country. Mm-hmm. So. 1776. I got that. Hamilton, man. Anyway. I, <laughs> I can't say the year without saying it like that. So, so, 17. Don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, the museum was built in 1837 next to the his- historic Fitzwilliam Inn. It later became the residence and law office of community leader, town official, and state legislator Amos J. Blake. Who could have guessed? The house boasts of 13 rooms that are available for viewing. Each room is filled with numerous pieces from the early Fitzwilliam homes in order to depict the everyday life that people had in an old New Hampshire village. I bet it was wonderful, honestly. (laughs) I'm jealous. Uh, Built by Levi Haskell, the Blake House was intended to be a commercial building, Aside from the door in the center, each corner of two stores has a separate door. Haskell, who was just married to his then wife, his wife then, I feel like that's worded so odd. Haskell, who was just married to his wife then, I don't know, like had just been married, my God, rented the storage space in the basement and the attic for wooden boxes while he and his wife lived on the second floor. Okay. After Haskell's ownership, the building had made other owners... Uh, had many other owners who used it for their respective businesses. In 1865, Amos J. Blake bought the house and lived there until 1925, a pretty good run. Uh, when he passed away, it it was occupied by his son, Leroy, until his death in 1965. A year after, his cousin, Ida May Northup, gave the house to the Fitzwilliam Historical uh, Society, requesting for the use of the Blake name in the museum. And that's like the, the bare bones of just the museum's history right now i feel like not a lot of times do i find like haunted history like really haunted history without stepping on your toes yeah but i was able to do that this time i do believe oh joy and this is why i said it's this is coming from a blog uh blogspot.com blog post right okay blah 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it is from a i wish i could i want to like i want to remember what it was because it's in arrested development where it's like Bob Lobs, Lob, I don't know. Some It's like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it sounds like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I love, Arrested Development is such a, it's such a good show. Bob Lobs, blah, blah? No, it's, it really <laughs> just ends up sounding like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is, I didn't, the name of the person uh, eludes me. I can't, I didn't really, 
it was like a username anyway, so it's not really their name. So I couldn't find the what? I'm still trying to think of what it's called. Like Bob Liz Bobla. I no, just I look up Arrested Development Bob's Law Blob Blog. Bob Law. Oh my gosh! Shut up. Anywho, <laughs> are are you finding it? It's Bob Law Blah. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's Bob Low Blah Law Blog. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's blah 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 blogs or blah blah. Oh, yep. Lord, it doesn't <laughs> it's matter. Hard. Yeah, and you know they had to, they had said it so many times in this show, and it's really hard. It's his blog, uh-huh. Bob Blobs blah law blog. There it is. Okay, we got it. Uh, any hoot blogspot.com uh, says the older a place is, the more ghosts seem to like it, and the Amos J. Blake house is nearly two hundred years old. Yeah. Do the math, sweaty. It's creeping up. Located in Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire, the house was originally a combined store and home built in 1837. Nearly 30 years after its construction, Amos J. Blake purchased the property for his own home and law office. It was, oh I know. my God. <laughs> um, anyway, in 1966, it was given over to the care of the Fitzwilliam Historical Society. It is a museum, so visitors are welcome, but ghost hunters should be respectful and coordinate with the caretakers. Mm-hmm. According to caretaker Terry Harlow, the Amos J. Blake house is host to 11 ghosts. 12, if you include the cat she claims she saw vanish before her eyes. There she is, yeah. She tells of antique toys. When I said 11, you went... Yeah, I did. So, so you knew that Side was the eye. number? Yeah. I didn't know it was the number, but when you said it 12, including, I said, oh, here she comes. <laughs> she tells of antique toys in the museum moving around when her back is turned. Oh, I've got a picture of them toys. Uh, I ain't playing with them. <laughs> yeah. They're okay. scary looking. Well, are they toys from the 19th century? It's like a baby doll. Oh, <laughs> it's really scary. Yikes, she's been petrified. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, the uh, the popular show, Ghost Hunters, came back for a visit, or came by for a visit, and got a chain moving of its own accord on film. Though skeptics claim someone walked through the room and caused the movement, whatever the case may be, there are creepy stories surrounding the interesting home. Most people today know the torment of hoarding. They've seen hoarders on television or know someone who suffers from the condition personally. This is yeah. relevant. Uh, we tend to associate this problem with modern consumerism, but it turns out Amos Blake's own son was a hoarder. Oh, no. The last owner before uh, it was given to the society. His room was filled to the brim during his lifetime. Yikes. There doesn't seem to be any connection between this and the reported hauntings, but if anyone has an unhealthy attachment to a place and things, it's a hoarder. Oh, So well. they believe that the son, like, I mean, if he was so attached to his things uh-huh. in his living life, then God help us in the spirit world. Oh, Lord. And if you got rid of him? Hmm. Angry. I'm sure. If, I mean, if it was filled to the burnt, like they probably did. So mm-hmm. anger. <laughs> Paranormal investigator Joni Mahan claims she recorded an EVP uh, or a voice phenomenon while in the Amos J. Blake house. A ghostly voice then unheard by her said behind you as she entered the hall. She doesn't say much about who the voice could belong to, whether anyone died in the home if there were any tra- tragedies, etc., but it's easy to see why people are a bit freaked out by the place. Each room of the Amos J. Blake house is dedicated to telling the story of the home and area. There is the room filled with old toys, or sorry, yeah, there is the room filled with old toys, a military antique room, 
a costume room, and even an antique medical equipment room. An obvious favorite for lovers of the macabre. Uh Uh-huh. Stop by and tell us which is your favorite place and to get a chill up your spine. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. That's it. I mean, that's a pretty basic one. Mm -hmm. So I like the, I do like the idea, though, of the, if he was a hoarder and, like, hoarders are, like, obviously very attached to material things, if you were to die, I guess if your spirit stuck around... That's a pretty good reason. Yeah. <clears throat> well, my segment, I did watch a couple of YouTube videos. I'll be honest, I don't know if they stopped allowing uh, paranormal investigations there. Yeah, this, I think, if the, there was one comment on this blog, and it was from 2021, and if they commented when... If they commented when the person posted the blog, they could have, po- like, I mean, I just found the blog post and I could po- comment on it if I wanted to. So who's right. to say that it was posted in 2021? But if they were saying nearly 200 years, probably in the same realm. So if they're saying in 2021, ghost hunters, be wary, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Maybe. I mean, a lot changed in three years, so. Well, I only say that because I watched a couple of YouTube videos that were 10 years old. So about 2014, which... I did not in my head I'm like not 10 years ago yeah in 2000 (laughs) yeah and a blog that I'm going to cover was written in May of 2014 hmm so I was like um I mean well do we know when ghost hunters checked it out because there could have been like a resurgence you do your thing and I will look that up real fast I did look up the ghost hunters episode it doesn't say when was this written? October 14th of 2018. So I would say in 2018 they visited. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Uh, no. Wait. Ghost Hunters go to New Hampshire Gothic. Can, New Hampshire Gothic. That can't be right. Is Did that they? Right? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That says 2009. 2004. What is happening? <laughs> Please ignore. I was looking at another one of my links. So, yeah, I don't know. Here we go. Ghost Hunters go to... It's 2009 is when they went. So oh. there wasn't even really... It wasn't new. Yeah. This was published November 12, 2009. And I read through that whole thing about Ghost Hunters going. And honestly, I didn't watch the episode. I didn't have time to. But they said that... Uh, that was their biggest piece of evidence is what you covered. The chain of... Okay. <clears throat> yeah. They walked... They caught... What looked like, we either said a shovel or a saw, I can't remember, some sort of, I don't know. I and feel like I want to like, say a shovel. It fell off the wall and the chain was like, pew, pew, pew. Okay. Or the chain hit it and it fell. It was I was going to say, that's, uh, that would be odd because people speculating like, ooh, you walked through and that's what made the chain move. Like, what does the shovel have to do with it then? Unless people just were not paying attention. Yeah, I was going to, I can scroll to it. A review of the videotape shows a chain hitting a pitchfork. Okay, I was mm-hmm. over hitting a pitchfork, causing it and a pole to slide down the wall. The ladies call Steve and Tango to look at. Steve and Tango look at the camera, and they call it unusual or unnatural. So, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely because if that chain is just always there and it's never knocked the stuff off the wall, how and no one how was quickly it. do you have to go by yeah. for it to swing so hard to knock something off of a wall? And then there's this whole section with the ghost hunters that um, they talked about the ghost cat. People have caught um, sight of a ghost cat where they went down into the basement and they smelled what smelled like cat urine and then something scurrying around in the dark. Yuck. 
But I'm like, I don't know if it's possible that a cat actually did get into the building. Totally possible. Also, not to be weird, but isn't ammonia used in like restoration stuff sometimes? Can be. Which or like that even in cleaning. For those of you that aren't familiar with cats, that's the that's the telltale sign of cat urine is like a very strong ammonia, ammonia. smell, mm-hmm. and people can use ammonia, funny enough, for like cleaning and stuff. Uh, yeah. So I'm just saying, if you're a cat person, you probably don't use ammonia for cleaning. No, I hear when people do that, I'm like, I'd rather die. Yeah, that sounds awful. Awful. But then they end up doing an EVP session, and they're like walking around the basement, going, "Here, kitty, kitty, kitty," and. Jay said at one point he did feel like something rubbed up against his leg and heard the sound of purring. Mm. That's like uh, at the place we just went to, the uh, the poor house in Centerpoint, mm-hmm. when we found literal cat feces. I would have, I mean, yeah, I said I didn't, cat. I said I didn't want a cat to just show up, but like I was thinking feral because I've been bit by a cat before. I didn't want that kind of cat to show up, but of course I want to see a cat. Don't uh-huh. be silly. Anyway, there wasn't much more um, from the ghost hunters. So, and then as far as the YouTube videos, I found someone. Her name, her she has like a paranormal name. I doubt this is her legal name, but it's the letter C C Huntress. Uh, so yeah, um, the she had posted a couple videos where she called them Class A EVPs. One of them. Um, it says yes, and then she asked, Amos, is that you? So it's like it answered before she asked the question. But she says sometimes that will happen. Like the spirits may know what you're going to ask, or they're like sometimes the answer comes for the question, which makes me want to go back and listen to some of our evident, recent evidence. Well, like- that's like the... Um- uh, I just covered paranormal files where they went to, I can't remember where, but it reminded me of the tunnels at the sanatorium uh-huh. where when they ended up reading the ovalist stuff backwards, it was actually like a full thought, a full sentence. Right. So it's, that's not the first time we've heard that where stuff comes in out of order. Uh, and her other EVP, it was just another like one word answer. I can't remember what it was. And again, it was 10 years old. So the equipment wasn't as high tech. It was a little harder to hear. Mm-hmm. So really, most of my information is coming from, and you mentioned it, uh, her name in your post there, Joni Mahan. Okay. I'm covering her blog post, and that's what I'm going to cover in full. Mm. So this was written May of 2014. It was a good year. 2024. Um, she's writing it almost like in a book style. So this is going to be, it's going to be very fantastical. And I'm also going to try to, if God willing, the (laughs) internet allows me to load it, play some EVPs for you. Okay. That's my goal. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait till I get to it. All right. I scrolled too far. Where am I? Terry Harlow was on her hands and knees, clearing a section of the floor in front of the parlor when she realized she wasn't alone. A small cat approached her, twitching its tail in a manner that made her believe it wanted to be petted. Before she could even reach for her camera, the cat disappeared before her eyes. I mean, that's just a cat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I see nothing unusual here. Uh, 
As the curator of the historic Amos Blake House in Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire, as well as the founder of Conscious Spirits Paranormal, no, Single Spirit, Spirit Paranormal, a local paranormal investigative group, Terry has witnessed more paranormal phenomena than she can fit into a conversation. Every room in the 1837 house has a story. There are 11 confirmed ghosts here, not including the cat, she said with a sly smile. (laughs) And she led us from room to room in the white clapboard building. Clapboard. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder if that's the same as like beadboard. Because that, that feels very is. New Englandy to me, beadboard does. <laughs> when I was invited to tour the building with local photographer extraordinaire Frank Grace and his father, also named Frank, I jumped at the chance. Frank told me that we'd be meeting Terry Harlow at the museum, but I didn't put two and two together until she opened the door and greeted us. I met Terry years ago at an event at the Haunted Victorian Mansion and was thrilled to see her again. I wonder what the Haunted Victorian Mansion is. I know. Not Uh, just any. Yeah. After we had a chance to do some catching up, she took us on a tour of the building, explaining each room as we went along. It was quickly apparent that the house doesn't whisper with history. It screams it. My gosh. Yes. That is overdramatic. Every room in the perfectly preserved house is filled with antiques and artifacts from the days of when Amos Blake walked the land. And you already explained Amos, so I'm going to skip past that. Skip past Leroy. We continue to the front parlor where Terry once saw the ghostly cat and then to Amos's original office space outfitted with his original desk and furniture. So can you freaking imagine a 200-year-old desk? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some stuff like that because uh, I've been to like Virginia and seen some like governor's mansions and stuff like that. But it is still cool to see every time. So Yeah. I was amazed at how much of his original possessions remained with the house. It was like stepping back in time. His desk sat in front of a window, outfitted with tools from the trade. An old telephone sat beside an old inkwell, items that actually once belonged to the Blake family. That's pretty cool. I'd be down to see that. Terry then took us up to the second floor, which was once divided into apartments. I wonder when that happened. Uh, I wonder... Well, I mentioned that one time where, was it the builder? I don't know. They rented out like the the basement and the attic and lived on the second floor. So okay. I don't know. Um, Where was I? Each room was a treasure filled with antiques from the era. One room was filled with old toys, cribs with creepy lifelike dolls. Again, I will post a picture. <laughs> Occupied the space along with a glass showcase filled with delicate old playthings. A man from New Jersey donated these two bears, Terry said, showing two elderly teddy bears in the glass case. Elderly? Yeah, just really (laughs) old bears. He comes by on occasion to visit them. Isn't that the sweetest thing? I love it, she said with a smile. That's actually really nice. It's cute, but also like they're not sentient beings. Yeah, so. Unless. What did he do to them? That's what I'm saying. Unless they're not. And he like comes by and he's like, I just want to see the old bears. And then he's like, whispering to me nothing. I I can imagine him showing up. And talking to the bears. And then when you come by, you see just a wet spot next to the oh, eye. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting very artsy. <laughs> it's like, let me out. And just oh, a gosh. tear running down its face. Now That's that... what I'm, I'm thinking scared. Like he's locked a soul in it. And oh, it's just God. like, let what in the me world? out. And he That's goes there scary. to be like, hello, my precious. <laughs> oh, how are you doing in the glass case? Stare. Um, 
No, I like it's cute if you take away any weird aspect of it, but it is kind of <laughs> yeah. it's like like low key kind of weird. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Well, I'm not glad. I'm sad you didn't pick up on the scary at first. Of course, I went scary. The well, bear's got a tear running down his face. Like, let me out. Like he wants to make sure they're still there. encased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, elderly bears. Has anything paranormal ever happened here? I asked. Terry got a gleam in her eye as she showed us the mantle above the fireplace. I put several toys on the mantle and came back a few hours later to find them way over there on the floor, she said, pointing to an area nearly six feet away. That is, that is a stretch. Considering she was alone in the building at the time, this was interesting information. Other items in the house move as well. A catnip toy brought in for the ghost cat is frequently found in various places in the house as if a cat had been playing with it. That's cute. There may be a real cat in there. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> a shadow person was also f- photographed, photographed? <laughs> was photographed in this room in the corner when the paranormal television show Ghost Hunters came to this sh- came to shoot an episode there in 2009. My god, it's right there. A chain in the current country store moved on camera. While several people have debunked the phenomena, stating it was caused by an investigator walking through the room, Terry was quick to tell us that it's something that has happened many times since. The building is haunted. It's no surprise that items often move on their own. So there was also something else that I do want to point out where even ghost hunters who's on TV, they're not going to... If they're good, they're not going to just immediately say everything is haunted paranormal activity because there was at one point they were in a room and the door creaked open. They had to shut it behind them and it opened up and they said, no. Right. And so they tried to debunk it and it found out there is a loose floorboard that when you stepped on it, it was just because the house is 200 years old. Yeah. Um, If you step just right, if you hit this one floorboard, it like popped the door open. Okay. Well, that's like we tried. It reminds me of Whisper Estates, that closet door. Yeah. Uh, we. I mean, we tried everything to get inside it to open. and outside the closet. Like the only this this the worst part is the only way we could get it to open was with decent pressure from the inside of the closet. Right. Which we're like, okay, that answers that. And then, but then we're like, wait, but no one was in the <laughs> closet. Yeah. I mean, we tried stepping. We tried hitting the walls. We tried like jumping. A gust um, of wind wouldn't have. No, it took pressure from inside and we're like, shoo, wait. <laughs> yeah. Knowing it was a haunted location, I had my digital audio recorder running for the duration of the tour. As we stepped into the hallway, I got my first EVP. And we know what an EVP is, um, but it isn't. Okay. Capturing one or two during a standard investigation is good. Finding one during a daylight tour of the facility was like hitting a jackpot for me. Which we've learned over time, not necessarily. If it's a residual haunting, you may be better off going somewhere True, I feel like we've had more luck in the daytime Mm -hmm. than at night. A voice said, behind you. That's the one you referenced. I'll be honest, I'm not going to play this EVP because I don't hear it. Okay. Like, I like how they think that's the most damning evidence. And I was just like, oh. No. <laughs> yeah, like even with the power of suggestion, you're just like, mm. yeah. To me, it's uh, we can listen to it off air, but it almost sounds like someone just like scuffed their feet walking on the floor, like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. like yeah. If you get that enough chush to it, Ch-ch-ch. yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. There to ain't me. no way 
that from across the room you just spit on me what was that not i <laughs> i know i don't it's, i just had this weird sensation of like we are for sure more than six feet world? apart all right. The next room we walked into was a room dedicated to a local doctor. Dr. George Emerson practiced medicine in the town for many years during the early part of the last century. After he died in the late 1950s, his son donated his equipment to the museum, including an old wheelchair, medical instruments, and medicine bottles, including several labeled snake oil and liver pills. Oh, gosh. The typical ones. Yep. An odd doll was propped up on a shelf. I asked Terry about it, and she explained that it was used to teach new mothers how to care for their babies. I captured an EVP during this time as well. Was this the this terrifying baby? Was <clears throat> um, this the petrified doll? If it is, maybe. Because I have a picture of someone holding it, and I just said, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm going to attempt to load this. We will see. This one I actually heard. I won't tell you what it's saying yet. Okay. Oh, I guess I better turn my sound up, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Here we go. Any history behind that doll up there? No. Uh, we'll try it one more time. No. Any history behind that doll up there? Uh, it's, I hear like a, but it's hard to like come or. It's either, yeah, come on or common. Yeah. Which they just said it was common for people to use the doll to teach mothers okay. how to take care of their babies. And then they caught something that either said come on or common. Yeah. I mean, I can't like, cause there is like a, to, uh, there's a rough start, not just like, n- there's a difference between a k- sound and a n- sound. I just couldn't n- hear it. <laughs> yeah. Terry showed us a room set up as a bedroom with old fashioned stenciling on the walls and an antique rope bed centered in the room. I don't know what a rope bed. Like, is that what a bed that hangs from a hook in the middle of the ceiling? Like, Ooh. or not in the middle of the ceiling, but do you know what I mean? Sexy. No, I don't I, know. That would be... Oh, that's oh my gosh. So imagine... bed. Here's what I picture immediately when you say that. So it's like thick ropes holding this bed, but it's probably just made out of like wood slats, right? And it's got wood slats so you don't fall out like a baby. Um, <laughs> and I just imagine like, what if one person jumps in the bed and the bed's swinging, you're like, yay, and you go to jump in and you just knock your shin right on it as you're jumping. I would be so mad. Oh. So I just played out a whole scenario in my head of something that's probably not even real. Well, it I'm, could just be that the the slats are actually rope. <laughs> I'm gonna Google what a rope bed is and probably find some weird stuff. You're gonna find that uh, email that you got again. Oh my god, I did not sign up for that. <laughs> Whoever signed me up for a milf, milf? website. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yucky. All right, Frank marveled the photographer. Frank marveled at the bed, telling us that it is where the phrase. Good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite came oh, from. Oh, is that... So I think it's one where you like use ropes to close oh, off the sides of the bed. It's got like almost like a curtain bed. Oh, let's just shut up right oh now. Oh my God. Don't... Uh, Before bedtime, they would tighten the ropes on the bed to make the mattress firmer. Oh. So it's like on the mattress. Sleep I, that's tight. Okay. So you get in the bed and just like... So you get a firmer bed? What does that have to do with bed bugs? I attempted to conduct an e- conduct an EVP session in the room, but was later dismayed to learn that my recorder was mysteriously turned off three seconds into the recording. That's annoying, especially if, like, I feel like this is a situation where, say, it was something like a low battery. They would point that out right away. Yeah. If they're a good 
investigator. Right. Another room on the top floor was a costume room with beautiful dresses and outfits from every era of the late 1800s and early 1900s. Terry would like to make the room into a girl's bedroom and is looking for a historic canopy bed. If anyone has one, they'd like to know they should be lighted. <laughs> right. We also toured a room dedicated to the Fitzwilliam Band with various instruments and uniforms displayed around the room. Terry caught my attention when she said that the band traveled all around New England and had visited Gardner, Massachusetts frequently. Since I'm currently writing a book about S.K. Pierce Mansion and Gardner, it made me wonder if the band ever played there as well. Wow. Next door was the military room with artifacts and uniforms from various wars, including the Revolutionary War, Gettysburg, World War I, and II. In the corner was a cape that was worn by a general to George Washington's commemorative service in 1800, one of the oldest artifacts in the building. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Uh, one of the most interesting rooms was the schoolhouse room. Over the course of the past decades, the museum has collected an assortment of old school desks and blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to get to the spooky stuff. Um, once during a tour, Terry heard sounds coming from that room, the schoolroom, and returned to find several lines drawn on the chalkboard. I don't like that for some reason. That's so Whiny. That's so odd, but... Yeah. After the tour was concluded i excused myself and wandered off by myself up to the attic well then the tour ain't done girlfriend right according to terry the attic is a hot spot for paranormal activity activity <laughs> activity i soon found this out firsthand being a sensitive i had been picking up on the resident entities during the majority of the tour i pointed them out to terry who was also a medium for confirmation so what are the odds in the attic, I felt there was a man, a woman, and several children. <laughs> I mean, the schoolhouse was nearby, right? Or the schoolroom was nearby? Yeah, what, Still, downstairs, yeah. I don't know. Uh, she later, Terry, later confirmed that a grumpy man is known to linger in the corner near the stairs. I just I don't. I hate that. I don't like that. You're coming up the stairs, he goes, Oh my God. And that a woman who loves to dance is often heard there as well. I'm just getting house, uh, Haunting of Hill House vibes. Oh, yeah. Like, Nell. Uh, just... Nell. Mm -hmm. Gosh, what a, what a good Go show. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I turned on my spirit box to see if any of them were willing to talk to me. And then she explains what a spirit box is. So we're going to, there is controversy surrounding this piece of equipment. I will go ahead and throw this out there. Critics feel the responses are due to stray radio signals. I don't mean to sound like a dum-dum, but isn't that the purpose and the point of... She said, yeah, while I agree there are often bits and pieces of radio voices that come through the speak speakers, I've captured several responses that are far too relevant to be coincidence. I honestly thought that was sort of the point. Yeah. Because when I tell you, uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it in our actual investigative episode of the poorhouse mm -hmm. but there was a point where we were doing the estes method and i heard ed sheeran i know it was it wasn't shape of you it was um like bad habits or something whatever yeah. it was a very like recognizable ed sheeran song came through i'm like i know that's not the ghosts but like it i feel like the point is to draw from the radio frequencies they're pulling the words from whatever is happening yeah so here is an example of one that she picked up on the spirit box. She asked them, who is their favorite tour guide? And I will play it for you now. Is 
Did you hear it? it Sound like Sydney or Cindy. At the end, I'll play it again. Yeah, I hear Sydney from over here. It's Terry. Terry. I heard it an e. I heard the ey thing at the end, but yeah, they. It sounds like Terry. Okay. Which that's I would probably have to hear it not in the microphone. Right. After I finished up the attic, I wandered back down to the second floor where Terry and tour guide Jennifer sorted through old clothing in the office. I sat and chatted with them, and little did I know that I captured another EVP. They were looking at an old hanger trying to figure out how it worked when I recorded this voice. I can't quite make out what it's saying in the beginning, but it says, come look at that. Okay. So we'll try it. I don't remember if I listened to this one or not. I did. I remember listening to that. It was. I feel like you would have to know who what was, was going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that one. The Amos Blake house was a treasure trove of historical artifacts. I highly recommend it to anyone with an appreciation for history and or the paranormal. Uh, the tours are free and full of fascinating information. Again, this is 10 years ago, so don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will not say their hours. But uh, yeah, that's all Joni had to say about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was pretty sufficient. I mean, you got a little bit of everything in there. No pictures, unfortunately, except for the creepy freaking doll. Right. But uh, it's a, any little thing. Like there's a few, like she said, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody goes to haunted places at night. They want these spooky night experiences. But I there is something eerier about picking up literally anything in the daytime. Yeah. It's like, that's supposed to be your safe space, and now it's no longer safe. Yeah. Now, I don't know where this is from. She has a picture on it. This is totally separate. But it keeps playing this after every... It keeps jumping to this next EVP because it's the most recent. Yeah. Joni's still out there doing her thing. And this EVP was posted a month ago. So definitely not associated with uh, Amos at all. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. <laughs> I just have to play it for you. Between the ages of one and... Oh, poop. Megan. Megan, hold on. <laughs> one second. This is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, we'll find it. No, I, I'll pick it right back up. It's okay. Okay. Uh, but you don't know where it's from. No, that's, I clicked on it and went to, like, the details of it, and it doesn't say. Here we go. Are you between the ages of one and five? Yuck. <laughs> no, he went, what, what was that? <laughs> it's, it sounded like a little kid going, yeah. A little kid screaming. It says child scream. Yeah, I don't. Or it was like a, a yuck sound or a yeah sound. It was just yeah. like a yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. Man, him being like, what was that? Like, that's something we would say. Yeah, I can try to play it for you one more time. But that was, uh, yeah, it says it was just uploaded one month ago. Between the ages of one and five? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's oh, it's still playing. Don't play. That would stress me out. Whew. Um, yeah, I want to know where that place is, mm-hmm. Joni. <laughs> yeah, let's find that one. Uh, so that's gonna wrap up Amos J. Blake. 
House Museum in New Hampshire. Fitzwilliam, it's New Hampshire. Yep. What a fun one. Which I saw when you when I look up like the places that we're going, it'll tell me how far away it is. So it's just like it's like a four and a half hour plane ride to New Hampshire. I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> I would do that. Oh, well, that reminds me. I've found a place that I think we want to venture to and it's uh, north. <laughs> north. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still in the U.S. Yeah. Barely. Barely, okay. Barely. Well, that could be... We can make it, and I will tell you why when we're done. But it's not where the place we're going next, because I already went and pulled our next place for oh, next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think the wheel is rigged, because <laughs> I shuffled the states left, so they were not in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. and I got another end state. And I said, you know what? No, I'm not taking this. I will not accept this. So I did it again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to tell you what state it was before, because I don't want to upset anyone who would have been like excited, but we are going to Florida. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, it's... Um, yeah. Florida just <laughs> excites me in all the wrong ways. Right? Ooh, it gets me hyped up. But uh, yeah, you get to pick the place in Florida, Kelsey. So mm, okay. start thinking. I will. I will start thinking. Are we going to do more Florida, man? I, maybe we might. <laughs> we I, well, I still don't know. I don't want to say it. I think we mentioned it last time we came around Florida, but I'm going to wait and save that thought. Oh, for later. Exciting. Okay, so. well, and then we've got our fifth Thursday. And if you haven't listened yet, Kelsey posted a Patreon episode a couple days ago. I have one coming up next week. Actually, my Patreon releases the same day as our next, as the Florida episode. Yeah, so you'll get so. a twofer if I get my life together. <laughs> so if you're not donating to our Patreon, go do that. There's links on our website. It's all over our social media. As you go to patreon.com, look up or so they say. $1 a month if you're feeling fancy, $5 or more, um, and help uh, help us out here. Help send us to more fun paranormal locations and bring you some spooky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there is one other thing. I feel like I meant, to, I don't know why I was thinking about it as we were sitting here. Uh-huh. Um, and I was trying to decide if I wanted to say anything about it, but I... I just want to say something about it because I feel like it's been such a large thing for us for a while now. And I was well, like, well, and it's also kind of where this may have spawned from, not spawned from, but no, it was a huge influence. Yes. And, um, so it's maybe this doesn't need said, but I just feel like I want to acknowledge. Cause I feel like for the people, the Venn diagram for the people who listen to them and listen to us, like it's getting close. They overlap and yeah. it's, it's a, it is a crime podcast true crime podcast that we've listened to for a long time mm-hmm. been very invested in like they were sort of what kick-started my want to do the same mm-hmm. and they recently there's recently been some controversy with the podcast and one of with the mem- member with a member yeah. which one of the members has decided to has either decided or has been told to part ways with the group they made it seem amicable I don't know I don't, if that's true. I'm pretty sure it's not true. But mm-hmm. basically, I want to say that they... I feel like, should we say who it is? I feel like you could figure it out. You can figure right. it out we fairly We mentioned quickly. them so much in the beginning. I think it's okay. I be, We're I basically, not legally tied to anything. I know. I'm not tied to anything. So I just feel bad because, like... So it's Wine and Crime is the podcast. I've listened to them for a very long time. Um, and it's it's weird because there there's been a lot of uh 
just like I said, controversy, tension, tension between them. I'm really behind on their episodes. I've been desperately trying to catch up for a long time. Uh-huh. And I've seen some stuff happen in real time, but I didn't realize how bad it was until it came out that one of the members has left the group. She is no longer a part of the group. Um, and I, I guess I just wanted to clear the air and say that like we, they've been such a big influence on us. We reference them a lot. We listen to them a lot still. And the mm-hmm. podcast means so much to me that their opinion, the opinions, our opinions are our own. Their opinions are their own. So even though we've drawn a lot from them and we are very influenced by them and like the podcast a lot, that doesn't mean that we share the same views. Right. And... I feel, I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. If you want to do your research, you can figure out why that member is no longer a part of the group. But I feel like it's also been made pretty clear on this podcast where we stand in terms of like things going on in the world and politics, current events. events. Uh, So I just, I guess I want to clear the air because some people have, they like people. Like, okay, I don't even want... This is a weird example when people are like, I really like Morgan Wallen. Will all that stuff happen with Morgan Wallen? It's like, That's is that reflective of you? His yeah, I was like, is this is this reflective of you and your thoughts and your opinions? In this case, with Wine and Crime, no. Right. Like, at least not with the member that's left. Yeah. So she uh, just doubled down on something I don't think she should have doubled down on. Yeah. And it was kind of her downfall. And it's not even that she doubled down on it, but then she was uh, very insulting to their own listeners. And just she went about the entire wrong way. And unfortunately, I believe that's what caused her split from the podcast. Yeah. So it maybe didn't need to be said, but I guess I just wanted to clear the air because, like I said, some people are huge fans of controversial people. And they're like, so do you agree with their viewpoints in this case we are two separate entities like just because yeah. we like that podcast a lot it does not mean we have the same views i've argued this before um can you separate the art from the artist it's the same thing r kelly oh yeah. i mean my god how many of his songs played at our proms and homecomings and mm-hmm. like do i stand by r kelly not at all <laughs> it's just interesting because the art reflecting the artist there was differing viewpoints within the podcast group itself it's mm-hmm. going to continue with the two remaining members um i'm going to continue to listen to them personally i do still support the podcast as a whole uh it's weird although she has differing views from us and although well from me i'm assuming us and she has parted ways with them it still feels like you're like losing a friend and in real life, the the other two have quite literally lost a friend. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's an odd feeling uh, if you've been listening to them. If you were, if you found out about them because of us, you probably know about this as well. But it's really unfortunate. It's really sad. Uh, although she's made some bad choices, I feel like I'm still going to miss her in a way. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. I just wanted to clear the air and say that. Say our piece. Yeah, we're we're two separate entities with our own, you know, opinions and thoughts on things. I also did not agree with the parting member, mm-hmm. and it, their influence is not reflective of us. If you know what I'm trying to say, basically. Yeah, the end. <laughs> I just want to clear the air on that, and I'm just sad about it. It's been weighing heavy on me. So. Right, especially because I know there are some people who 
are starting from the beginning of our podcast. Even today, we have people who are starting from episode one, which like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's fine. Our early episodes are fine. Mm-hmm. But we mentioned Wine and Cry when we talk about how much they, we listen to them, we like them. They may even have influenced some of our decision making that we later changed down mm-hmm. the road. Thank goodness we you found You learn that you're own person, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I hope... If you've got friends who you tried to turn on to our podcast and like, Ugh, they like winning cream, try, you know, let them know <laughs> if you're caught up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will still be listening to them um, just a little differently. That's all. Yep. All right. Okay. That's all I believe. So next week, Florida, a morbid minute for Patreon donors. Donate a dollar if you want to hear those. Check mm-hmm. out our uh investigated uh, evidence that's yep, the word i'm looking for things like that other than that mm-hmm. i guess that's all see you next week see you next week okay, bye bye thanks for listening mixing editing and music is done by kelsey ingram our cover art is done by both of us visit our website at or so they say pod.com you can find links to our facebook instagram and tiktok all at or so they say pod If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've gathered during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.